the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hello, everyone. This is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. And today I am speaking with Judge Gail Jabber, Municipal Court Judge for the City of Columbia. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I hope you're well. Doing well, doing well. We are going to be talking about the City of Columbia Homeless Court, which is, as I understand, a program where participants who voluntarily receive treatment and access to rehabilitation programs can have fines dismissed, can can in some cases have charges dismissed, and it came about through a partnership between the Columbia Police Department, the 5th Judicial Circuit Solicitor's Office, the Richland County Public Defender's Office, a number of nonprofit service providers, a a local law firm, and the South Carolina Supreme Court Access to Justice Commission. So to get started, could you tell us about the need that the homeless court is fulfilling? Yes. Basically, the homeless population is a facet of our community in the city of Columbia and and throughout the nation, really. And so they have needs that are specific to them. And because they are members of the community, we need to service them as members of the community. And so homeless persons are a factor that is actually increasing, um, to be honest. And I think COVID may even contribute more to the number or to the population of homeless persons in our community. So anything that helps them acclimate to society and remove themselves from situations that continue to debilitate their daily living is a positive thing for them. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about the process of how the court works? Okay, so homeless persons are more likely than just the average person to come in contact with the police, and that's the first point of contact generally. Um, Mm -hmm. Homeless persons are out and about in the community, and they have instances wherein they are receiving citations for various and sundry things, most of them misdemeanors in nature. And so Mm -hmm. if they receive a citation from a police officer, they potentially get that citation. They could also potentially be incarcerated or taken to jail for a violation that they're cited for. And so that begins the process. And once they are either cited or taken into custody, they subsequently have a court appearance to uh, to defend that citation. And so that way they're into the criminal justice system. Typically, with misdemeanors, and depending on the number and the severity, they could get a fine. There are a number of different things that could happen in a scenario, but they could get a fine for that. If they don't show up to court to defend on the date and time for their hearing, then a bench warrant could be issued for their arrest. And so what happens, they could also subsequently be rearrested 
for a bench warrant. And typically, mm-hmm. just based on the dynamics of being homeless, you don't have the resources to pay a citation. And typically, they may not even want to come to court for fear of literally being incarcerated for a a crime or a violation that they are currently cited with. So a lot of resources go into arresting, housing, rearresting homeless persons, and mm-hmm. then they're not in a position to actually pay for the fine. So the only option oftentimes is being jailed for a period of time to basically pay um, quote unquote for the crime that they have committed and it's not really the best alternative and it's kind of cyclical because it's just repetitive it's going to repeat itself over and over again and in my mm-hmm. opinion it's like criminalizing a homeless status and I think that's tragic and unfortunate so the process is you get you do something to get arrested you're you're vagrant you're trespassing you're disorderly in the public you may even be drinking alcoholic beverages in the public and then that begins your process. So how does it how does it then work with the process of connecting them to the rehabilitation programs? So it's a collaborative effort in that regard. So as a municipal court judge, when that defendant appears in front of me, I can refer him or her to homeless court. The mm-hmm. public defender's office could refer them to homeless court or the homeless person could be in transitions and I'll just note that once they get to homeless court we have their hearings at transitions which is a local homeless shelter but there are a number of service providers within the city and entities like the court itself the public defender's office that could refer a person who would be a likely candidate for homeless court. And I've actually had public defenders advise me that this person is a good candidate for homeless court, so I can then refer them to homeless court. And so they have to volunteer to be in the program, and they participate in other services because – um, homelessness is one thing, but associated um, illnesses go with that. It could be some mental health issues that that person has. It could be substance abuse issues that that person has. So mm-hmm. any of a any of the service providers who interact with them and become aware of the charges that they have, they can also refer persons to the homeless court. And what happens? is they are given an opportunity to uh, participate in programs that will change their status from homelessness to they actually have their own um, living arrangement set up. And if they're able to satisfactorily do that, and they have support from a number of different entities, then um, they could ultimately have those charges dismissed and there are some instances wherein actually they can get their records cleared so they're in a possession in a position to move forward as productive members of society. Okay. So from from what you have seen, how would you say the court's operations have met the intended goals so far? 
I'm going to say excellent in that regard. I, there's very little re-arrest for persons who have successfully completed the program. Just being involved and um, seeing what's going on, I've only heard of very, very few instances where people have actually been rearrested after the process. So I think the numbers in and of themselves indicate that there's been a great deal of success with the program. So I think they've met a lot of goals. From my perspective, um, I'll be frank with you, I think, um, I know that every homeless person who has some interaction with the criminal justice system will not necessarily qualify for homeless court. That's not really an option for them for various and sundry reasons. But I would like to see the program grow, the number of persons who are able to participate in the program grow. That would be a second success, I think, that the homeless court effort could um, experience if more persons were actually able to successfully complete it or participate in the program for successful completion. Okay. Okay. Are you aware of any, any other future steps for the for the court's operations? Well, for City of Columbia, not specifically, but I will say that since I have been with the municipal court, I have had the privilege of seeing one another city within the state of South Carolina get on board with having homeless court, and, and that was Spartanburg has um, gotten on board during my tenure. And I was excited about that because Spartanburg is actually my hometown. And mm-hmm. so expanding homeless court to other cities, I think, will be is something that they are definitely working on. And that's also, um, I neglected to mention that, it's like a, a goal, but that is something to to have it available in more cities than just the ones that it's in now. And I know at a minimum there are at least four, maybe five cities in the state of South Carolina that have homeless court now. So the expansion of that would be a good thing, and I think that is a goal. And that's happening to some degree and could happen even more. Absolutely. And for those who have been looking at what City of Columbia has done and who are at some level looking to do something similar. Is there anything else you could say about what they might learn from what's happened in Columbia? Well, one thing I think that's critical for persons who are not familiar with it to know and understand is that, you know, homeless people are people too. And oftentimes, if you um, have an opportunity to talk with them, which I have a number of them, um, you learn a lot about their life, and a number of them hit a roadblock or a major roadblock that they just were not able to succumb. I mean, they succumbed to something tragic happening in their lives. And the thing I think people should understand is that that could be any one of us any day of the week. And so when when the the dynamics of life impact you in such a way that you can't really handle it. It creates circumstances where you literally could be homeless too. So one thing to learn is that homeless people are oftentimes a the subjects of their circumstances. And in 
with assistance, they have the ability to do and be better for themselves and for the community. So it's important to just to learn that about homelessness and to learn that um, we are all affected and impacted by the homeless population in our communities and anything that is done to help them helps the community at large. I mean, it saves the, the community finances, tax dollars that are spent um, just on housing and institutionalizing homeless persons. So it, it can make a big impact. So just to understand that, you know, there are people too, and they just had a hard road to travel at some point and just weren't able to overcome that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one thing I can say for anyone who wants to learn more about the court, we, the, the Municipal Association, we have a quick video for this and for all the other Achievement Award winners in 2020, all of their projects. It's found on our website, which is www.masc.sc, and you can, if you visit the site, search for Achievement Awards, and you can find that video. And with that said, Gail, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and to talk about this. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for spreading the word about Homeless Court. I think it's important. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.